Welcome to today's Community Cast. My name is Matt Morgan. I'm the pastor at Community Brookside, a new church plant in Tulsa, Oklahoma. We are so blessed by your presence, and we hope that today's content will bring you joy. Hi, guys. My name is... Good, good, good. Let's let's make some noise. Yes, our first podcast. Right, my over. name is... Oh, no. We're, this is our take. My name is Gage Gibson. I'm the worship director here at Community Brookside, and I'm joined with our pastor, Matt Morgan. Say hi. hi. Hello. Perfect. <laughs> and uh, and so uh, we're just going to be talking a little bit about CommunityCast, what we are, um, and our roles in this. So typically each week, I'm going to be the producer. I'll be mm-hmm. typically behind the scenes, but I might join for once in a while. And Matt is going to be our interrogator <laughs> slash instigator. So he'll be the one uh, talking to people about relevant issues and things that you want to hear. So Or irrelevant issues and things you don't want to hear about, but you're going to hear about anyway. <laughs> so let's talk a little bit about who we are. Who we are. As um, a church. As a church. Perfect. So, uh, you know, Community Brookside is a, a new church plant. We just officially celebrated our one-year anniversary last Sunday. So that was uh, October 27th. So yeah. we began as a worshiping community in October uh, of 2018, October 28th to be exact. Um, and we are a church plant by the Oklahoma Annual Conference of the United Methodist Church. And we are affiliated with First United Methodist Church Tulsa. Man, that was solid. It's, it's a lot of words. How about a, a more technical question? Who is Matt Morgan? Oh, geez. Um, so I am a United Methodist through and through. Uh, I was born on the front pew of St. Mark's United <laughs> Methodist Church uh, here in Tulsa and uh, got my call into ministry when I was uh, a freshman in high school. Um, hmm. I, I'd gone to church my whole life and didn't really, it wasn't until later that I realized I had no idea who the person of God was and the role that God played in my life. So uh, when I was, you know, between the ages of 14 and 15 years old, um, God became real to me uh, through worship, like a modern worship in our uh, youth group. And it was from that moment on, I knew that God was calling me into ministry in the United Methodist Church. That's awesome. Yeah. yeah. And a little bit about me. I've been a, a Methodist. Hang on, I didn't ask about you. Let me start ask about over. You. So, okay, no, go ahead. No, no, go ahead. Okay. Go ahead. So, Gage, now that you know a little bit about me, can you tell me a little bit about you? Oh my goodness, someone's asking. <laughs> so, um, my name is Gage Gibson again, and uh, I was born May fifth. No, that's too much. Um, I was born <laughs> he likes long basically walks on the beach, <laughs> basically in First United Methodist Church uh, downtown, and I've been there every Sunday for years, mm-hmm. um, and I was able to uh, meet a lot of great, a lot of great people there, and have a lot of great mentors. And that's what got me into music is there was a guy there who took me under his wing, learned some music, became the band director, and then got invited to come here and uh, be the worship director. So that's who mm-hmm. I am. And so what, what musical instruments do you play? Yes. Okay. All of them. The tam- tambourine <laughs> is his specialty? No, um, I play mostly guitar and piano. And okay. um, so that's those are my strengths. And actually, Matt plays guitar pretty well as well. Uh, moderately, okay. That's what all the like pros say. They're like, yeah, I dabble. <laughs> yeah, except for the pros are being humble. I'm being, you know, <laughs> realistic. No, I'm being realistic. Like I am, I am moderately okay. Like I'm not the worst guitar player. I'm certainly nowhere near the best, but. <laughs> and that's what our church you. is for, is to show off our guitar <laughs> point. Let's talk a little, let's seriously talk about what do we talk about? What's, what do we preach about? What's our message? That's a great question. So here's, here's a situation. Um, growing up United Methodist, one of the things that I felt in my calling that God was reminding me of was the fact that most Sunday mornings church was not about God. It was about who's sitting in what pew, who went to church that morning, what people are wearing. You know, it, it became very clear to me at a young age that God cared more about our church than we cared about God. Mm. 
And so one of the things that I am, I'm really striving for as a pastor in this new church plant is to, to connect our community with God and each other. Um, I think it's, it's invaluable. You know, church has, has moved from, um, old time, you know, hymns and gospel songs in the, you know, 50s, 60s, 70s, uh, to the 80s and 90s where it became quote unquote, uh, uh, what was it? Contemporary Christian is the word, right. Um, and so we had the worship wars that happened in the nineties and in some churches and especially in the rural places in Oklahoma are still having those battles of what's more appropriate hymns or, um, you know, gospel or, you know, contemporary Christian hymns and music, um, to, to now we're moving into this, what's called a modern worship style where just people are going full out, just, just praising God with their hands lifted high and just, you know, fully engaged bodily in, in worship um, and there's, there's still these conversations about what's appropriate and what's not. Yeah. Um, and, and so for, for us as a church, I want to, I want us to just fully engage what God is doing. I, I want us to be a very spiritual church, a church that mm-hmm. focuses on what God is doing in our lives and how we as members of this community can be involved in each other's lives in a positive way also. So that's, that's kind of what we're about. Now, I, I want to be very clear that we talk specifically about relevant issues that are facing the church, facing, you know, people, I I want you gauge. If you come into my building, first of all, I want you to understand every single word that I say. Absolutely. So you're not going to be hearing me talk about like a whole lot of sanctification or uh, predestination or uh, Christology or soteriology. Like I'm going to be talking to you with words that you will understand. Yeah. Um, And, and I want to make sure that I, I speak about relevant topics so that when you leave church Sunday morning, you can apply what you heard in church mm. right after you walk out the doors. I will say something you do very well is you have almost a call to action, something practical yeah. in almost every sermon. Right. So yesterday we, so, yeah, sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. But how dare yeah, you. <laughs> right. So yesterday when we were talking, we were talking about the power of inviting, like what that looks like for us as people to invite people. And so we yeah. talked about how we do it appropriately. Um, and my call for our people was invite that's something that I feel like the church has kind of given up on is inviting people to be a part of what God is doing in the church. And, and, you know, we talked about how sometimes we feel uncomfortable or we don't want to make others feel uncomfortable. Yeah. Um, but even still, God is calling us to make disciples, not to just sit and enjoy what, you know, we feel entitled to in the pew of a church. Absolutely. It's not a, you know, it's not a concert that you go to. And oh, no. It's, it's much more meaningful. Mm-hmm. And that's something that we have to remember is this isn't a performance for people. Oh, this sure. is real. Yeah. And, 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 and that's perfect to bring up. Like one of the things I'm very clear on is that when you see me Sunday morning, I'm the exact same Matt Morgan you're going to see at a restaurant. I'm the exact same Matt Morgan that you'll see at my house. I might not be the exact same Matt Morgan that you see driving in my FJ in Tulsa traffic, but <laughs> I try really hard to be the same person yeah. everywhere. Um, I, I don't pretend I'm not, you know, speaking in a weird voice. I I'm, I'm me. Yeah. And it's very real. And that's try to be, yeah, that's how people relate to this. And, and that's kind of what builds the community aspect is that everyone who's coming on Sunday, Mm -hmm. we all know we're all broken, all hurt. Yeah. None of us are perfect and none of us should care about that. Yeah. We should care about the community, not the gossip and agreed who's there and who right. isn't. So, mm-hmm. um, but real quick, I'm, I want to make a plug for uh, future and previous podcasts. Um, this podcast that we're doing 
is going to house a lot of things. So a lot of these will be podcasts like we're doing where we're talking. Yeah, just introductions like who we are, what we're going to be working through. Absolutely, and topics and whatnot. And also, uh, we will be putting up Matt's sermons. So if you were wondering what he was talking about by the, uh, I think we called it the power of one, the Mm -hmm. power of inviting, you'll be able to hear that whole sermon. And uh, also, if you check us out on Facebook, another plug, shameless plug, um, (laughs) facebook.com slash community Brookside, right? Yes, I believe so. Uh, Hopefully. And then a bunch of numbers. (laughs) Otherwise, you're ending up at (laughs) somebody else's church. Yes. um, And uh, yeah, you'll be able to watch our services there um, every Sunday at 11 uh, Central Time, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. So I've got to, we don't know. Valid, Central valid. time in America. So <laughs> right, if you're uh, in you know Mexico listening to us, it's probably similar. Yeah, Central time Mexico. No, but yeah, we're located Tulsa, Oklahoma, uh, right. on Brookside, which is a really popular street, and that's what's cool about us is we're kind of in the heart of Tulsa. Well, and I would speak to that. Yeah, so we're we're in a place in Tulsa that looks very different from the majority of Oklahoma. Oh so, yeah. Um, Oklahoma is a very red state. Uh, we pride ourselves in being the reddest of the red states. <laughs> and the strange thing about Brookside is we are in this weird eclectic place where there is just this really cool mix of people. And um, Brookside specifically is a part of Tulsa that's kind of blue. It's yeah. weird. Yeah. Uh, there are people here who are, are moderate Democrats and moderate Republicans who get along really well and yeah. um, you know love government and love each other, which is strange uh in today's society oh, but yeah. it's it's a really interesting challenge because we're trying to be a church that um can speak to people of both sides well not only both sides of any political or anything like that but we have everything right we have so at my house where i live you walk two minutes one way and you are at places that were drug houses a few mm-hmm. years ago where there were right. constant yeah. cop cars gunshots you walk two minutes the other way and there's a five million dollar house <laughs> And it's ridiculous. It's the weirdest thing. And that's what Brookside yeah. is, is we are a collection of people mm-hmm. that have no similarities except for we're people. Well, and we're and, living and, in a similar area. Right. And I think that the people of Brookside legitimately love Brookside. Oh, yeah. So yeah, the people yeah. of Brookside pride themselves in being able to walk to their favorite kind of gourmet restaurants. They yeah. love being able to walk to places like Aberson's or Trader Joe's or, you know, some of these really cool places that are are oftentimes only in Brookside and Tulsa. Now yeah. Trader Joe's is kind of the exception to that. They're, they're worldwide. But, um, you know, we have some great local uh, artists. We have great local restaurants. We have um, incredible local breweries that brew and then um, have their beer in all the local, ta- local taverns around here. Yeah. Uh, Brookside is a very cool place. And I, I promise if Brookside had a, a movie theater again, people would just never leave. Like they oh, would, yeah, absolutely. They l- love to just live and work and play in Brookside. And so it's, it's really kind of an honor for us to be a part of that. Um, and we are doing our very best to honor what Brookside is and, and who we are as a church. If you have an image of your head, um, in your head of Oklahoma being this like Farmingville type thing, <laughs> come to Tulsa. Right. It is. It yeah. Is it's totally opposite. not. And you'll be yeah. surprised at how many people have that misconception in well, their and, head. And, and even still, I will say that there's nothing wrong with, with farming. Uh, and I would say <laughs> no. that, that is just so we're oh, clear. <laughs> um, but that is very much a Western Oklahoma yeah. uh, mentality. But here in, in Tulsa, we are very urban, just like in Oklahoma City. It's a very urban, up-and-coming, yeah. growing, um, very popular place. Yeah, it's kind of like a small New York, but a lot slower. <laughs> and we do sleep. Small New York. That's an interesting uh, jump you made there, Gage. So, okay, but real quick. So uh-huh. if we if we were to have one message, one central theme that was like, here's our, here's our 
company policy statement mm. or uh what do they call that the uh whatever it's called sure direction we're going mm-hmm. what's what's our statement what's our battle cry um i believe that our statement should be something like you are worthy mm. because uh, you know so often the church has stood against things and against groups of people and against policy and against social change but we're going to be a church that stands for the people who come into our doors. Um, We want to be about a community that looks like the kingdom of heaven. So we want to be a place um, that's safe for uh, people of color, for people of different uh, religious backgrounds, for people who have been hurt by the church, for people who um, are are struggling with sexuality. Uh, We want to be a church um, that tells them that they are worthy to be loved by God because they were created in his image. Yeah. It's so, that is so backwards that some churches just don't understand that. And that's where hurt is. Right. And and there is, Gage, there is nothing like church hurt. And I don't know if you've ever been hurt by the church before, but I mean, I have seen people who have lost their entire faith Mm. because of something that one person said or did that just broke people. And so we we have to be very cautious of that. And so we want to make sure that we as a church um, are a place that that we're not we're not going to be judging you when you walk in the door. We're going to be recognizing that you're one of us, a broken person who yeah. is in need of the saving grace of Jesus. Yeah. If you've ever seriously, if you've ever been hurt by a church or kind of, I've heard people being called Satan at churches. Jeez. Oh, yeah. And uh, if you've ever had experiences like that where you've been shunned out, I very much welcome and almost urge you to come to here. You yeah. will have a completely different experience. Yeah. Test um, us. You know? Yeah. Test us. Yeah. Uh, we would love that. So, um, so speaking of kind of our church, what is our what is our kind of community made of? Who are they, and does it reflect our community as a whole? Oh, interesting. Yeah. So, oh, geez, that's kind of a hard <laughs> question to answer because we have a very diverse age range of folks that worship with us. I mean, we have Absolutely. people who are. Um, we have lots of brand new babies. We have lots of young people in their mid twenties to early thirties. Um, but we also have a couple folks who are in their upper sixties, yeah. uh, mid to upper sixties. So, uh, I mean, the vast majority of our folks are younger. Um, I would say our average age is probably something like 38, maybe 39. Yeah. So yeah. we reflectively of our community, we are about the same age wise, yeah. uh, in Brookside. However, we are not as, um, racially diverse because United Methodism has not ever really been known for a church that has been, um, for people of color. Yeah, And, um, you know, we're going to do a podcast with Michael Long, one of our, um, he's actually appointed to us at, at Community Brookside, but he is what's called a, uh, a path one resident. And we're going to talk a little bit about um, some of the mistrust that there is racially uh, when you talk about Methodism and that rolls all the way back to the race riots or sorry, the race massacre yeah. of 1921. Um, and so we recognize that there needs to be a lot of healing before we can honestly begin to look more like our community um Absolutely. you know we we're, we're a church mostly filled with with anglo white people yeah um but that's not who we want to be long term no we we, and we do very much want to represent what tulsa is yeah and one thing that we want to we want to make clear is we aren't saying that being a white man or a white woman is is bad and we don't want oh, no. you <laughs> we just want more we want more people well, we, if, if we believe that the kingdom of heaven is diverse, looks like yeah. the world around us, right? So yeah. we're made up of seven and a half billion different people on different continents doing different things. 
Uh, and we all look differently. Yeah, of course we want, we want to look like the kingdom of heaven in our church too. Absolutely. And th- that's something that we all strive for. And I think that's a great goal. And uh, so speaking of goals, the smooth transition. Thank nice. you. Thank you very much. Um, no. So um, I think it'd be awesome to talk about what you're doing as outreach in the community and just events that we're hosting. So again, one of the things that we recognize is that these churches have built these incredible structures with stained glass windows and really thick walls and really heavy doors. And so sometimes those doors don't stay open very well. No. <laughs> um, and so we want to be a church that that has totally open doors. So we have we are super duper graced and blessed because we have the property that's known as Brookside Collective. So it's a 37th place in Peoria, and it's the park that's there that we've got. You know, kind of this raised berm. Uh, we're working on putting a stage in. We're working on actually Wednesday they're bringing in new uh, child play equipment. That's so exciting! I, I cannot wait. But, but this is a place that has no gates. It has no fences. It's a place for families to come and play together. Yeah. So we as a church host all kinds of cool events. For instance, was it last week? I'm trying to figure it out. It was last yeah. Saturday. Um, we hosted Boo Ha Ha uh, up and down Brookside, right? So Brookside does this 29 years is how long they've been doing it. Um, they, they host this kind of Halloween. Uh, it's been traditionally a parade, but now uh, this year we didn't have the funds to do a parade. So we basically did um, a huge uh, three mile long, uh, carnival, right? Yeah. So we had bouncy houses and face painting and free food and candy for everybody and all these great things up and down Brookside. And so at community Brookside, you know, as a part of community Brookside, we sponsored what was called a kid zone down at our park Brookside collective. And so we had probably 2000 people out there that day yeah. who got to just see us be people who are normal people who love children and families. Um, but you know, we do movie nights, we do, um, splash days when it gets hot in Oklahoma and dear Lord, it gets hot in Oklahoma in yes. the summer. Um, you know, we, we had uh, Tulsa's longest slip and slide this summer. Uh, I only hurt myself a little bit <laughs> on that. Um, but yeah, it was, we just do all kinds of things to show people that the church is for them. Like we, we don't want to be separated from the people of the world. We want them to realize that we are in this together. Yeah. Uh, and so as open as we can be, that's, that's who we are. Yeah. Church doesn't end on Sundays. No. And that's something that has been, I, I'm going to say wrong with the, our church and our church our culture. Church. You say our church, you mean the, the church. church. The yeah, church. The church and the church culture is we end on Sundays. Um, after 12, we're out. <laughs> right. And yeah, I'm going to go be a completely different person with my life. And on Sunday, I'll get dressed up again. Right. And this cycle continues. That's not what we want to be. We want to be in constant community and relation with one another. Uh, to yeah. bring glory to God and to make us stronger. Yeah, I we, believe our faith should inform every single thing that we do. Absolutely. Everything from yeah. the way we vote to the way we treat our families to the way we love our children to you know everything. how we treat our neighbors. I think yeah. our faith should inform all of that. Absolutely. So um, what are some goals for the future? What are we hoping to do? Well, so you know, right now we are worshiping upstairs at 38th and Peoria. So it's kind of weird uh, to think about most churches are you know, usually have their own facility and we are renting a space above a Pilates studio. Can we, can we talk about what the space was real quick? Oh, geez. That's so, okay. Yeah, it's so fun. All right. So when we talk <laughs> about redemption, like the word <laughs> redemption is something that you're not going to hear me speak a lot of on Sunday morning just yeah. because it, the, it's a big word that means, you know, being uh, made worthy again, right? Um, so this place used to be a strip club. Yep. Uh, when the, the owner of this building bought this building in 1999, uh, he said there were uh, a number of tenants and one of them in the place that we have rented from him 
used to be a strip club. And so yeah. <laughs> it wasn't, let's be clear, it wasn't whenever we began to rent the space. No. Um, so it had, <laughs> it had, whenever he came in, he basically evicted all the tenants and re, you know, did a lot of work on the building and uh, did some remodeling and whatnot. And anyway, so the strip club, I, I mean, I just can't imagine what that looked like upstairs, like people no. probably stumbling out of it, you know, at yeah. two in the morning and <laughs> like how <laughs> those are some steep stairs. Uh, they are some stumble steep down. stairs for sure. <laughs> um, but anyway, so th- this place used to be a strip club. Um, and we right now, uh, actually after it was a strip club, it, I'm sure it was a number of things, but when we rented the space, it had sat empty for 18 months. Yeah. Uh, and before we rented the space, it was a graphic design studio for casino signage so uh, this place the design studio that was here did casino signs all around the world um, and so we we are super excited that we're able to kind of redeem this space like from a yeah. place that um, you know potentially was marriage ending right if you're a man yeah. who goes to a strip club that is it's not healthy no. I mean we're talking about objectification of women we're talking about alcoholism we're talking about all the things that we tend to expect with a strip club uh, and we have been able to basically tear down walls in this place and, you know, repaint and retexture and do a lot of things that have brought a lot of redemption to this space. Um, and the cool thing about it, and I, I talk about it all the time when we talk about the building, um, the floor has cracks in it, right? Mm-hmm. The windows have cracks in them. There's plaster falling off the walls in some places. Like there's been leaks, there's been problems, um, in the space. Um, and, and as we have kind of rebuilt the space, we've left those things intentionally. Yeah. Uh, there's some theology in there that I love. It's the fact that this building, uh, it was built perfectly, right? It was built to spec. They had somebody design it and it was intended to be something that was really cool and really good. Um, but after a while things begin to settle and, uh, if you don't take care of it, then things begin to dilapidate and paint falls off the wall and you have ceiling leaks and all those things. Um, and cracks begin to develop. Well, the same is true of us. Yeah. If we are not taking care of ourselves spiritually, then we begin to develop these cracks that become fissures and then eventually begin to destroy us if we're not careful. Absolutely. And so as we walk into this place, I want people to look around and see, gosh, there's some flaking paint. There's you know, a crack right down the middle of our sanctuary floor. There's a, a broken window at the front of the space. Like I can relate to that because I am also a broken person, Yeah. right? And if this place can be filled with broken pieces of, you know, concrete and wood and glass and by God we should fill it with broken people who need those cracks and those crevices mended. Yeah. That's awesome. And I want to also be clear. This is not a dilapidated no, place. It's not. It's not. Yeah, no, you're right. You're right. We've worked very, very hard to convert it. You know, we spent about uh, four months breaking down walls yeah. and, and putting up countertops and repainting and ripping down ceilings and taking out, old really dark brown carpet like i don't know who designed that <laughs> but that was terrible and just like us um i mean we it looks great the space yeah, looks great but really you cool look place. close and you do see flaws mm-hmm. and that's just like us yep. we are people oh for some of us you don't even have to look close oh yeah like, for sure for, for, me, for me yeah yeah, yeah. there's no extreme examination needed like I'm broken I'm flawed and and you don't have to look close to to find those things but through that you're able to see god if we oh, were yeah. perfect we wouldn't need it. Right. You're right. And thank God we aren't. And thank God we need them. <laughs> honestly. Right. A lot less uh, pressure on us. So um, let's, uh, let's wrap this up and sure. just talk about if, if you guys have any future uh, questions or things that you would like to discuss or anything like that, um, you can find us on Facebook. Just send us a message. And Matt's phone number is... <laughs> no, no, let's, let's not. 
and also you can find us uh what's our address 30 1307 1307 east 38th street i need to memorize that so the, the hard part is and, and again because we are sitting upstairs of a you know pilates studio um google and um apple Maps sometimes send you to the wrong direction so yeah. if you ever need anything you can just send us a message on facebook uh you can email me pastor at communitybrookside.com it's super easy to remember hard to type in to get it spelled <laughs> right um but um you know again thank you so much for joining us on this kind of journey i hope that um, the things that Gage and I and other guests talk about um, really reach you spiritually and really connect you to kind of who we are and our desire for uh, for God to work in and through us. So thank you for joining us today, Gage. Thanks for the the thoughtful questions. Um, and we'll just wrap it up and we'll we'll see you guys on our next episode. Thank you so much for joining us on today's community cast. We hope that you were blessed by today's conversation. If you'd like to know more about Community Brookside, please feel free to visit us at our website, communitybrookside.com, or find us on your favorite social media outlet. We hope to hear from you soon. Be blessed.